you want. You want to squeeze my buttocks together to make one juicy giant peach. So what is it? A Red Dwarf Podcast! Welcome, welcome, hello, hello. Here we are for... So what is it? A Red Dwarf Podcast. Yes, they were leaping in there. I'm going to edit out that long pause, but they all jumped in. Here we are, guys, Series 6. Feeling Yay. groovy, right? Definitely Indeed. feeling something. <laughs> I mean, I've been looking forward to. I mean, we've been, um, you know, we've been cruising along nicely, talking about uh, a show that we love so much here. And I was waiting to get to Series Six because change is possibly afoot. I'm going to go to a noob, a resident noob, uh, Matty. <laughs> how did you respond <laughs> to this first episode of Series Six? A, a quick response. It was interesting. It was very interesting. There was a. Uh... First of all, I probably spent the first 10 minutes of the episode trying to see if I got the right episode and I wasn't skipping forward yeah. a load of series. Usually that, usually on Netflix, it gives it away by being the next one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I really thought Netflix had, most, had made a mistake. So I was going online thinking, right, have I got the right one here? Have I got the right one? Cause why, why? What was it about you thought it was, was wrong? It's the start of a series. It's the start of a series. And somehow he's been asleep for 200 years. They've lost Red Dwarf. Like, do, you, do you think that should be in the middle of a series? I, I, I think that should definitely be a part of a series. I'm not think, I don't think that's something that really you would want to just say, oh, by the way, we lost, lost Red Dwarf in Red Dwarf. And, um, it's, it's the premise of the series, isn't it, Matt? Well, how did, you, did you remember this happened? I remember them being on um, Darbuk for an extended period. I don't, partic- I don't remember this episode particularly, but... Um, with re-changes, a changes as good as a rest. It's mi- it's uh, mixed things up a bit, you know. So why not? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a nice, fresh start to the series. It, there is a, a difference here, isn't there, Dan? Holly wasn't there. Dun dun dun. You know, um, how did you feel about this one when you first watched it back in the day? I don't. I don't have a, a recollection now of a strong feeling from then. If you like, I remember enjoying it though then uh, and i certainly enjoyed it this time around there had to be quite a bit of exposition didn't there in the first half of this one to just explain and bring everyone up to speed i i guess i will be interested to know whether this was always the plan or whether events off off screen uh, meant that they had to uh, recut it in any way shape or form it was a welcome return for me really really enjoyed uh, coming back coming back to it yeah, no, I, I sort of agree with Matty, really. I remember watching it back then, and, and it was that sort of, what's going on? What's, what's happening here? Red, no Red Dwarf? I think I felt attached to the ship Red Dwarf itself, and it, it not being there, and them chasing after it was an interesting idea. Um, obviously, we won't say what happens and the resolution to all that um, for the purposes of Matty not knowing. Well, it's, it's, Red um, Dwarf, it's Red Dwarf, so I'm guessing on the next episode it's all just going to appear and it's all going to be there and they're never going to talk about <laughs> it again. No, 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 hang on, ha- hang on, hang on. This is a show where you kind of expect the unexpected, so don't expect that that will definitely happen because they don't follow a formula. They don't do things by routine. No, no, they don't. You know, did, did you expect them to actually lose it? No. Hold thy horses. <laughs> Did I expect it to make sense? Yes, but it still didn't. Well, I think it made a lot of sense. I mean, Dan, you mentioned a lot of exposition. I thought it was handled pretty well, the exposition here, on the whole. I think um, 
the way Lister woke up, there was that sort of sense of what's going on. And we had the sort of couple of physical gags at the beginning and all the stuff about it was almost like reintroducing the character of Lister, really, wasn't it? And, and they and they had some really good gags to do that. As you say, there was a bit of physical comedy in there and there were lots of gags in there that, that introduced, reintroduced, if you like, Lister, as well as the other characters as well, not just him, but his relationship with the other characters. Well, I, I don't think they introduced the other characters as well, to be honest. No, they didn't. I'd be inter- Again, I, I wonder whether they did a comparable... Rimmer had been frozen uh, and was, was just put on the hob for a moment to, to defrost, and, and he was back. Obviously, Crichton's been gadding about for 200 years because he's a mechanoid, and that's fine. There was no waking up sequence for Cat. Yes. I wonder whether that was an idea that they might have had and, re- and ran out of time Thank for. Thank No idea. A time thing. Yeah, quite probably. Cat was um, just there. Cat was just there, but we did get quite a few jokes where Lister is, is trying to work out who he is and, and who these other people are, and, and, I, and I enjoyed a lot of those. Rimmer, he's my best mate, isn't he? Sir, you are sick. It was sort of a shame, wasn't it? Because a cat waking up could have been, it with a beard yeah. and everything, looking a wreck, could have been very cat-like, couldn't it? him complaining about what he looked like, I suppose. But at the end of the day, they had to get going on the story, I suppose, for our half-hour format. But yeah, that, that was the sort of slightly weird thing. But let's go into that in a second. Let's do our round of things that we enjoyed. Oh, Matty, come on, let's go to you first, as you are fresh to this. I think I'm giving you an unfair waiting. I'm going to you first. Too much, I think. But come on, this time. See, my favourite bit was just two words. Smug mode. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Well, obviously, the whole scene build it to build up to that. Then I guess it, it was just the it was just the way he turned and really cockily went smug mode. <laughs> Brilliant. Love that. Love that. Of course, we've got an official lie mode now as well. Mm. That's suddenly a thing. Yeah, a little bit of of, uh, extension there. The character's changing almost so slightly. Matt, what about you? What did you enjoy? Cat suddenly develops his olfactory powers. These nostrils never lie. And uh, sniffing out the problem. This is a good thing, isn't it? Well, well, it's certainly new. Uh, There's a meteor (laughs) bigger than King Kong's first dump of the day and steaming straight for us. We're deader (laughs) than Cordroy. He's. Do you see what he's done, guys? He's he's sneaked in three things there. I don't sit on them all, matey. I, I don't, I don't know all. what episode we're on now. I mean, I, I as I referenced in my last episode that I edited, I often reference the episode that I edit, and in that one, we said to you one thing, <laughs> one thing. <laughs> well, it was one scene. It was one scene. <laughs> but yeah, King Kong's dump of the day was good. But before we move on, then. I was going to bring that up as something I, I was going to query. The cat and his nasal stuff. I, I'm not sure I'm a fan of that, to be honest. Did you like that, Matt? I didn't dislike it, but it's it, it's it's just new. And it's like, well, you're a cat. So, yeah, you are. You would have superior nasal powers than um, humans. And certainly... I guess um, smelling, smelling stuff outside the ship. Well, yeah. it's not possible. It's not possible. It just it just suddenly seemed a little bit. I mean, obviously, it is a new thing they wanted to use, but I'm not sure it was used that effectively in this episode. It'd be um, interesting to see whether it continues. It would. De- I think it definitely continues. Dan, what what do you think of it? I mean, what's your memories of it? I like that they've added to to the cat. He he's got a, a real function now. There was no. Whereas before, 
Rimmer was not happy about the cat doing anything without being told or, or or asking anybody to do anything. It was, you know, he was the ranking officer. Now, there's no question, you know, oh, cat butterfly, because he's got the, he, mm. he can smell trouble. And no, they, they, they didn't necessarily explain it, but at the same time, um, I, I think it's a nice extra facet to Cat. So I, I enjoyed it. I okay, it gives him his place, doesn't it? I suppose it, does, it makes it sure does. he has that that purpose. And I'm, I'm not, not, sure, I'm not sure I love it, but I, I see the reason behind it. Um, so while we're on your down, then give us give us um, give us five things that you like from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could, I could. Um, I'm going to plump for uh, another one of Crichton's modes, though. Uh, he he redeployed lie mode. Uh, of course it'll work, sir. No worries. But my absolute favourite was following that up. Hook, line, rod, sinker and copy of Angling Times, sir. <laughs> well, I have to say, you. I think you guys have chosen some interesting ones that I wouldn't necessarily have picked up myself, which is good news, I suppose, isn't it? That we've uh, got all these yeah, uh, angles to approach from. And still moan with the numbers that we chose. So anyway, I, I, what's, I what's yours? Moaning? I wasn't moaning. I just said it was a good thing if you listen to the words I'm saying. Ah, smug mode. Uh, well, I'm going I'm to choose uh, the the highlights of the episode in the sense of the scene-wise when he's uh, kissing Pete Tranter's sister. <laughs> or the siren. <laughs> you mean when he's Frenching that massive cockroach? Yes. <laughs> I mean, as, as Noah mentioned it, yeah, I thought I might as well go for that bit because that was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know if you can see what I've written there by my finger. The word yuck next to (laughs) Frenching massive um, cockroach. Um, And of course, of course, we get the return of Kachansky. How do we all react to the wondrous appearance of of C.P. Grogan? I'm going to go to you, Matt. You're you're in a sort of like a (laughs) tear things down. Well, all I I can say is since was it series two that she last popped up in? Yeah. I doubt very much that she's actually, she'd actually been having acting lessons because, um, <laughs> they, you know, I, I, she was probably on tour with Altered Images singing Happy Birthday and, and Don't Talk to Me About Love. Other hits were available, I'm sure, but I can't remember those. I don't know. I was, when she was on, I just thought, oh, no, it hasn't got better, has it, Claire? No time to explain. We're overrun. Get out of the belt while you can. But nice to see her. To see her nice. <laughs> no, it, it was a. It wasn't. Um, yeah, it was a little bit. Warden. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matty. Well, so, um, but what did you think of the fact that it was using Kachansky? I mean, it's Red Dwarf law-wise, it was. It's good that she was in there, wasn't? Wasn't it? It was good. It was. It was good to have her in there and actually see the the real version of her. Um, yeah, I, I was half hoping that, to be honest, with that entire scene where there was, I thought a perfect joke there was that the, th- the three women that wanted everyone to make love to them were actually real the whole time. I thought that was a joke that I was waiting for. I wish that happened. But um, <laughs> no, the Kachansky one, I thought that was actually quite well done. And it was good to see the proper Kachansky in that one. Yeah, the proper actress, yeah. Um, and and look, uh, other actors in here, Anita Dobson. Oh, Jenny Agatha. I mean, I mean, oh, resplendent. Jenny, Jenny, Agatha. I know, resplendent with with great cameos in this uh, episode, really, isn't it? I mean, um, and also maybe it was me, but the Crichton's owner woman. I, yeah, for, Jenny Agatha. Yeah, for a long time, I thought that was Carol Vorderman. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Carol Vorderman on, on, on in Call the Midwife. Can you? Well, I don't know. Back then, it could have been Red Wolf, though. 
Matty, please tell me you know who, who Jenny Agata is. Local lass, Je- Jenny Agata, born in Taunton. Alexa. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Have you never seen the Railway Children? Yes, or I have. To be fair, you haven't seen Walkabout. But... No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Logan's Run. She's in that as well, isn't she? Not seen that one. She's bloody new in Walkabout. She is. In a pool. Yes, we, we we were made to watch that as a adolescents in our English classes, weren't we, Dan? We were. And, it was um, a, it was a cruel trick. Well, it was a cruel trick. I think probably enjoyed most by Mister, the English teacher who. Um, are we naming and shaming now? Is this, yeah, what, yeah. Is this so? What is it? A U tree podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I make no such mo, no such allegations about. It was, a, it was a good teacher. However, I'm sure he was doing a bit of a Vic Reeves thigh rubbing when Jenny Agatha was on. Be excited. Be, be excited. Blimey. Back to the episode. Right. Back to the episode. Um, so, so obviously the concept of sirens lifted straight from the Greek stuff, as they mentioned in the episode. I thought it, it worked very well here um, as a as a story, as structurally. I thought it, 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 it filtered quite nicely into the time we had. And the story about tracking Red Dwarf. I thought it was a, it was. A, I did like the story, but really, my my abiding thoughts from the episode were it was just it was just there were there were lots and lots of gags. It was mm. like in the in the break between series, they thought of lots of jokes, and they'd found a way of winding them all in. And it didn't feel like many of them were crowbarred in. I just thought it, they had lots and lots of gags. 1742. No member of the Corps should ever report for duty in a ginger toupee. <laughs> well, thank you for reminding me of that regulation, sir, but I, I can't see how it's pertinent to our present situation. Yeah, no, it, it, did, it did seem there was a slight sort of refresh coming towards yeah. it, and um, I don't think they necessarily needed to lose Red Dwarf to that, but it did feel like, uh, let's do this, and it got the ball rolling a little bit, maybe. Um, I mean, we're, obviously, we used to complain, Matt, about them being stuck on Starbuck at the start. They've got a reason now. Well, no, I wasn't uh, complaining about them stuck on Starbuck. I'm sorry to just kind of like, just pop that um, for a second. It was just the fact that I didn't know why they were on yeah, Starbuck. That's, that's There's I mean, no yeah. complaining. Right. One good, really good thing that I do think about this episode is I felt that Lister had a lot more comedy lines. We've referred to a lot of our favourite moments. These are a few of our favourite things in in um, the uh, wrap up episodes. And unfortunately, Lister score doesn't score that highly on um, well the frequency of his lines coming up. But he had quite a, he had quite a few really good ones. I thought in this episode, and I was really pleased with that. I don't know if he's uh, he's had a word with the scriptwriters. I think he always did. It's just that they were not necessarily those standout moments because it, although he is not a, a sensible character, the others are just that bit more stupid, aren't they? He's still he's still our sort of um, main protagonist, isn't he? And and still sort of leads that moral charge and 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 is more relatable for us if we can he's relate. The to only anybody. human, really. Yeah, I mean, we did have Curry Watch, Matty. Very early we on, we did. We did have a curry watch. That was that was a weird curry sauce as well. A cold curry sauce in the morning. <laughs> Drinking the Tabasco it was, sauce. Yeah. It was onions. Yes, that evoked a memory of a lady I used to work with, who also used to swig Tabasco sauce from the bottle. Oh, at and work. At work, she had a little bottle of Tabasco sauce in her drawer, and she would swig from the bottle. And I remember heaving at her doing that because you don't 
ever do that or you might do it as a day at once at university when you're drunk and you never do that again and yes very very strange lady <laughs> that, that, that was a little bit weird hmm. um but i mean there's there's a good setup all around i think i mean all, all the sort of pieces were in place not that they've ever been particularly bad uh, um i just sort of seem to notice the 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 stuff the the kachansky stuff was set up the, the the trash compactor stuff was set up and used throughout the episode a few times um yeah it just just seemed structurally very good and it didn't seem too rushed okay the the thing was dispatched quite quickly at the end but it didn't seem too rushed i have a question ask away i don't remember seeing anita dubster which one was in it which 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 one was anita dubster before kachansky oh but I'm used to it, you know, obviously in that time I would have been used to wearing a, a um, dressing gown, divorcing den. Just just back on Kachansky. Get out of the belt while you can. We've had a couple of occasions in previous episodes where Lister has been faced with temptation or with fantasy. And we've sort of said, well, where was Kachansky? She's supposed to be the love interest. And finally she is. And they used the original Kachansky, not somebody wearing a hat or a fringe, or just some other person they cast as Kachansky. So perhaps Claire Grogan didn't win a BAFTA for this, but at the same time, at least it was Kachansky. Kachansky was the fantasy that Lister needed to motivate him to, to, to get off the ship, having, you know, although it was Petrance's sister that obviously in the end put him in jeopardy. Oh, I can't resist you anymore, Petrance's sister. But no, I think they should get some points for finally using Kachansky as the as the draw and for using Claire Grogan as Kachansky because we've complained when they haven't on several occasions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that it was it was good that they were tying all that stuff back in. Agreed. To mm, the yeah. original series. So things maybe we thought didn't work then. Let's let's go there as we're sort of like skirting around different bits and pieces. Loads of good stuff still. Anything I'll, I'll go to you guys first. Matty, is any, anything you didn't like about this episode? I mean, at the start, you sort of made us all oh, interested, didn't know what was going on. You did enjoy the episode, I, I did. Oh, no, I did. I did enjoy the episode. Maybe the bit that maybe went just a bit too far for me was when they kept going on about how they were writing messages with their blood and their organs. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of just kept going. And I thought, okay, no, that's a, the, the, I get the joke. Okay, the joke's done. And then literally a few minutes later, Owen looked like he was using his kidney as a full stop. I'm like, okay, we've, we've done the joke now. What I don't understand is why he went to the trouble of using his kidney as a full stop. <laughs> I don't think he meant to do that. It probably just plopped out. <laughs> just plopped out yeah. <laughs> I love that though maybe it just yeah, great. I love that as well and for someone who's as, sque as squeamish as I am I really liked that I thought it was hilarious especially the bit about when, when Lissa said someone who badly needed a pen at the end I mean well, well done Matty that is a good start to the series choose the thing you don't like about it we all loved it <laughs> yeah that was what I expect Dan what about you bless I don't think there was anything in here that I didn't like. There are a couple of questions that I had. Doesn't matter in in the world of Red Dwarf. It's it's fine. It's Red Dwarf, so don't worry about it. But that's what we're here for. There were a couple of times where Crichton made reference to to mountains of laundry. Well, they've literally only been awake for a couple of days. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, in the first episode, in the first scene, sorry. Introducing the garbage compactor has got rubbish to throw away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So they're not problems. There were questions that I had, but it was fine. 
we needed both of those things one for a joke and one to introduce the guy well, well okay May, maybe that the clothes because they wear so many different clothes cat does they were stored in a wardrobe or a chest of drawers or something obviously after a while they do tend to get a little bit musty don't they stored away so you have to occasionally wash them to get them back to full freshness and as he has been 200 years probably most of them needed doing right i, I apologize I, 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 got, I read, read the whole thing wrong <laughs> i'm not sure about the uh the trash compactor stuff though oh you've really <laughs> thought about that Maybe, Maybe they were oil, oil cans. He'd been oiling his joints. Um, he hadn't tidied up nuts. all the WD-40 he'd been using, and that's what he was putting together. WD-40? He wasn't going out on the pool. He didn't need... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so that that was your complaint. Okay. <laughs> Not much of a complaint. Matt, have you got anything you wanted to moan about? Are you ready for this? Are you yeah, ready for this? here we go. We're always ready for this. I man. actually can't. I actually can't think of anything that i really disliked about this about this episode to the point of actually wanting to moan about it well you can be as nitpicky as you like don't don't uh, say um, that to matt <laughs> what are you doing you shushing you shushing cake old noob um <laughs> i no apart from claire grogan that was it i was just like nice to see you claire the first time she was, when I first watched the episodes for the first time, I did sort of think, oh, you know, that could have been better. Um, but the second time, I sort of was expecting to to be bad, and it, she wasn't that bad. Well, I thought she was. I, I can't complain. I can't really complain about anything else, to be honest, because I um, I don't think I wouldn't say that I loved this episode, um, but I actually I really enjoyed it, and mm. it was I I, I think like Matty for the from the start, I kind of questioned um, i know i'm watching the right one because on it says on the top of the screen series six episode one so yeah that's the right episode but and then i i kind of thought right okay there has been there is a change but then I, once i'd kind of got used to that very quickly it was you know i started to uh down quite a lot of very funny notes i um one thing that i was slightly not annoyed about was it's the first time, really, there has been a... I wouldn't say like a cliffhanger, but almost like a to-be-continued. Not that they were actually... They did come up with to-be-continued. Yes, there has been episodes episodes that have had slight cliffhangers with, you know, listed with the two babies, and as Matty said in very previous episode, and it will never, ever be explained again. But it was setting itself very much for the story to directly continue next week. And I'm interested to see if it does. Well, in the sense that they're searching for red dwarfs still, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, for yeah. example, you know... You know it's going to be difficult um, for Christing going around in that box shape as well, isn't it? Well, only, if they're, only if they're not playing crap, because, you know, he'll be the dice, of course. Again, lovely line from Cat. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was glad of the, I was glad of the change, uh, really, the sort of freshening up. Obviously, we need to see if that holds up throughout the series. Uh, we'd talked about it a few times that they'd found their groove and they'd got into a pattern. So, yeah, a shake-up, I think, is good. I mean, not a massive shake-up, but, but, but yes, the sort of the, the classic we're trapped in the small space even more so than ever before was a good thing, I think. There were one or two things I noticed that I wondered why they did it. There were a couple of jokes that they did twice, and it, it felt to me that was unnecessary. Again, this is this is finding small things to pick about. 
But there was the at the beginning when Lister still had his beard and everything. They did this sort of like, oh, welcome back, sir, when he sort of made a comment about him being an animal or whatever. And they did that twice. Um, You know, Crichton said that a couple of times and it didn't feel as though it needed to do the same joke again. And then similarly, he said, oh, sometimes you help me out with your underwear by turning it inside out and extending the wear time for another three weeks. Good joke. And then Rimmer came up with a list of turning his underpants inside out joke. A couple of scenes later and it's sort of like well is that extending the joke or just doing the same joke well what they did is they turned that joke upside down and then they could extend it another three scenes <laughs> <laughs> i suppose that that could be one way of looking at it the very mighty the joke i felt it lost its sting slightly because we'd already had the joke that that was my complaint of the week go ahead chuck out a few power cords see if anything comes back yeah the axe man is back <laughs> i mean i don't know about you i mean we've got complaints we've got good things i'm just wondering if there's any facts that we need to hear about i mean i mean one fact i can tell you straight away is that uh when of course they go across the asteroid field in the beginning the models of the asteroid field that you'll see are the space shuttle from alien the eagle from space 1999 and a ship from Star Trek The Next Generation. And that's a fact! <laughs> See, that's what you did there. You played the spike after the fact. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's I almost... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're just waiting. I did have a, um, a, a slight kind of fact slash Matt's memory moment of the week. Um, the bit where they're watching the the replay of the the captain and he's being killed by the in, massive insect, um, insectoid and there's the blood splatter effect on, mm. on the sc- on the screen and then he says oh you know you've squeezed the ketchup out of my burger yeah Has i know anyone... i made a massive highlight of that because i i never noticed that until this second time of watching it this week <laughs> i never noticed it, about the tomato ketchup it directly put me in mind of the elevator scene in the film Earthquake. Be, be excited. I don't know if any of you have ever seen it. Not, uh, the, the 1970s disaster film. There is a bit where people are going down in a... What's it about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely. Yes, it, and they're in the elevator when the earthquake hits. And it obviously plummets. And it's quite gross but there's a really nasty animated blood splatter on the screen like really like something you get in a cartoon and um yeah that's you can actually there is a snippet of that on youtube you should watch it and it, it just reminded me of that and that's my moment of the week red dwarf fact of the week is that a fact oh like that keep that <laughs> So we've got... That's, that's a, not even a fact. It's not even a got, fact. We've got Matt's memory lane. Matt's memory meandering. <laughs> Although you did two memories because you had Tabasco Tallulah earlier on as well. So, you know. Oh, sorry. I should have played, I should have played this one for that. <laughs> Rubbish fact. Oh. oh. <laughs> Boom. Oh, dear. He's been working Scratch hard. People's eyes out. Can you scratch I mean, people's eyes out via the internet? 
thing is, it, he nearly he nearly forgot to watch the show itself because he's making all these jingles. <laughs> I literally made the jingles before I watched the show. <laughs> now going back to the tomato ketchup, though, I did wonder if they had to put that line in so that it wasn't blood, um, thereby making it a bit more okay. Well, I I rewound it and I thought, yeah, because he was actually eating something. But yeah. would you really be eating? with something that is going to set your brains out knowing that that was like going to happen imminently i mean i might because i'm obsessed with eating but i mean you know i don't think most people would you heard him they want siege friends i'm going to apply i thought that the uh the sirens themselves the creatures were uh, a step up in terms of the special effects, the model, the, the costume, whatever they were using, was definitely a step up from the from the matted um, and often somewhat incongruously lit some of the uh, monsters of the week that we've had in the past. So I was I was I was pleased with that. I think the uh, whether it's the budget or the uh, the skill level has, uh, has definitely improved in, into season six. Well, I think popularity-wise, this is probably its peak, isn't it? Series I would six. think so. I would think so. Yeah, so def- definitely the money is there to be making this show at the moment. I did like the <clears> idea that these creatures have evolved, you know, the ability, one assumes, for interstellar travel. They've got the ability to shapeshift, read minds, everything else. They still will suck your brains out with a straw, which was mm. interesting that they hadn't evolved some way of doing that built into their anatomy. But hey ho, if they've invented straw technology, why would they need to evolve? And of course, uh, they they know everything, but yet they made the mistake of calling him Dave. How silly was that? I think uh, you just had to have the clues. Let's face it, our crew are not the smartest, uh, and so you have got to make it relatively easy for them. So, no, I mean, he, he can delve into Lister's mind to find Pete Trance's sister, um, knowing that he lusted after her whenever he lusted after her, but he, he can't. the siren can't work out that Crichton doesn't call him Dave. <laughs> <laughs> or, or indeed work out that uh, that he's completely fooling himself when he thinks he can play guitar. But uh, again, they needed those things. So that, that, see, that works. I think that works because that is a delusion, right? That is an actual oh, delusion. Completely, but they needed those clues so our heroic crew could rumble it. Otherwise, let's face it, they'd have all been eaten by now. I loved Lister's guitar face. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, really good. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, bo- well, both times, thing- really, both times that when he could play, mm-hmm. and I mean that guitar playing the second time, that's a, such a delicious bad guitar riff he plays. <laughs> and it's really annoying that you say it now because um, <clears throat> Ken Albert brought the old one back. Um, Obvious jingle of the week. <laughs> Um, so, um, for the close-up shot of the siren lister playing the guitar, the producers tried to get Brian May, then boyfriend of Anita Dobson. Anita who, Dobson, yeah. Yes, who played Captain Tau, 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 um, May um, did not think his hands looked enough like Craig Charles. So, Phil Manzanera um, of Roxy, Roxy Music was used instead. And that's a fact! So, there you go. Before and after on that. Interesting that this is, as you said, Matt, probably going to be the most popular phase of Red Dwarf itself, and I can just, can just feel people clicking unsubscribe as as this episode goes. (laughs) 
I've got another siren complaint though. Another siren complaint. Right. So Lister comes on board, right? Um, how does the siren, who's obviously in projection, take clothes off? Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. So you didn't think of that, did you? This is probably they, why there's so much laundry because there are so many sirens taking clothes off. Yeah, I mean, so the, so it, hmm. the siren is separating part of itself to take the clothes off. That's, yeah, you know, you need a, Matt's yeah, looking at me like, what am I talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to that next week. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I, I was just waiting for the Unless they just sort of siren just complaint of the week. Kind of... <laughs> 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 what? Are you muting yourself and making these as you go along? Literally, yeah. <laughs> oh, now we have forgotten there was a Space Corps directive. Oh, they were. I hadn't forgotten. I was working our way up to it. Go on, go for it. Go for it. Are you okay, Matthew, with the fact that the, the directive for not wearing a ginger toupee could be next to the actual proper directive of not entering an asteroid it's, it's field a... without proper laser deflectors? That made me laugh, that line, to be fair. That did make me laugh. <laughs> what I like is that in writing the uh, the Space Corps directives, um, before they thought to write one about protecting ships <laughs> and asteroid fields, they thought, oh, you know, we must, we must put that thing in about ginger toupee. So, something else we need to sort out. I think this is quite important. How do we all say hummus? Not hummus. like that. Hummus. How do Not we all say hummus? Oh, hang hummus. on. We've got, we got a turkey fact of the week. <laughs> no, we haven't. I, um, I have a geography fact of the week. Did oh, he say hummus? Um, did, how did he pronounce it? I can't remember how he pronounced hummus. it. Hummus. Hummus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's basically uh, rot, uh, rotted leaf stuff. The stuff, when you in in a wood, you get like leaves on the ground. If you go underneath, there's rotted leaf stuff, and that's what what he that said. That sounds like a biology fact to me. No, 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 no. It's I did it in forest in uh, forest stuff in geography A level. I, I actually remember doing that as part of ecosystems. We did the Amazon rainforest in geography in the third year, and that's true. Yeah. I, obviously, these uh, these uh, sciences do fact. these yeah. sciences do cross over. Um. <laughs> I think they might. I yeah. think they might. So, how do we pronounce hummus? But remember, when you're saying hummus, you're, in, you're saying literally chickpeas or intending to say the dip, the chickpea dip, which is called hummus. Hummus. What, what the chickpea dip? Hummus. Hummus. Hummus, hummus. yeah. Mm. How do you pronounce it? Hummus. <laughs> right, well, I think you should go Wait. to some country that's big on curly shoes and listen to them talking and then come back with a appropriate no, pronunciation. I, but, 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 but you just said to us, how do you all pronounce hummus? How do you present hummus? And then we all said hummus and you went, oh yeah, I pronounce it hummus. Hummus. You literally asked us how you how we this say it. The, <laughs> this is the difficulty. It's all different from what Lister said anyway. Hmm. Yeah. But no, that's, my, that's my point. That was my point. Was it a widely available food back then in 1993? Because I don't remember hummus. But remember, when you're saying hummus, you're in, you're saying literally chickpeas. No, I don't think it was. No, it was it was a you know specialised thing. I mean, like the whole kind of like Turkish curly shoes. I mean, we all well, I'm sure Can... Matt, Matthew, and Dan will remember the advert with the the curling the Kenko advert with the curling toes on the um on the shoes but i don't think matty would remember that because it's definitely 80s i think mm. or possibly yeah. and um, you are younger than us matty very much so yeah 
Um, no, maybe we can credit Red Dwarf with the, the beginning of the popularity of the hummus, 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 hummus. Hummus! Please remember to like and subscribe. The Red Dwarf Podcast. Now, I, I, overall, though, I thought this was a very strong start to the series. I really enjoyed it. Lots of cracking lines. A bit of freshness, something different. Whether we liked the cat nostrils or whether we didn't like the cat nostrils. Um, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff going on. And hopefully this is a, a, a good setup for a bunch of strong episodes. I mean, I don't believe there's a bad episode from this point out. Oh, but we, we can it can only remain to be seen. I, I It's not a criticism per se. Um, Rimmer, I thought, was a bit underused in this episode. But we've had a lot of very... Rimmer heavy episodes, so I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just he will then probably have an episode um, where he's more prolific. Oh, definitely. You know, coming up. So it's so it's good that they do use, well, obviously apart from Harley in the last three series, uh, they do use members of the cast more in certain episodes. Also, can I just, um, I've got to ask this. Obviously, the opening sequence, the title sequence of this series. Ugh, <clears throat> I can't help but see uh, Dwayne Dibley, Dwayne Dibley, in that title uh-huh. sequence. Well, there you go. This is why I dislike <coughs> these things in the title sequence because that little surprise has been ruined for you now, isn't it? I mean, I don't think it would have been like a big surprise. That would have been elated. No, I, I know, but the general principle of it, obviously, it was very popular. Let's whack him in the titles. But you know he does make a reappearance in the series. That surprise is gone. I I think it's it's stupid. Well, cause... they could have used. They could have done what an um, another well. Yeah, two... use an old an old clip. Yeah, like, yeah, a clip yeah. from the previous. Like, I'm not comparing it to to another show, but Friends used to do that, and but they would only use clips in the series um, in the titles. You know that had from episodes that had been. Yeah. So. There is no excuse, really. They, they, you know, but maybe that was what they did. That people did that at the time, and I don't really pay a great deal of attention. Mm. No, I, I just, think, I just think it's a. I don't get it. It's a really silly thing because that 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 surprise was blown on the very opening seconds of the new series. That's how I feel about it. We talked about it before. I think they do it as a. I mean, I know where they do it. They do it as a trailer. Oh, good. Dwayne Dibley's in it. I like him. I'll keep watching. Oh, exactly. Um, but, totally. But it's not right. like people watching it aren't watching Red Dwarf anyway. It, you know, it's it's not like oh they did something really funny last series. It'll probably be rubbish this series. It's that that's not how people think either, is it? I, right. I understand what they're doing, but it's just just not how people work. Oh, I'm not going to watch it because Dwayne Dibley won't be in it. They've done the funny thing. I won't watch it again. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just, I, I just don't get it. I just don't understand that myself. Well, they, be they should have just put like a, the whole of Claire Grogan scene in the opening titles. That would get people to watch it. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how, uh, well, I obviously, I don't know, but it'll be interesting for me to see how they bring Dwayne Dibley back because obviously he was a fictional character in this VR world that was all in his head. Well, when... you know it all ties up and makes sense, so there's going to be a good reason. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. I watched an old clip on YouTube of a clip that we did watch um, with Dwayne Dibley. And the top YouTube channel and the top comment was Dwayne Dibley will only ever be the best when he was on Ready Steady Cook. And I, <laughs> that has blown my mind. I don't know where that came from. Oh, well, there's a story, there's a story about that coming up. So we'll save that for a okay. Matt's Facts or another episode, I think. Okay. <laughs> 
question. Starbug was meant to last at Crash More Times than the ZX81. Is that an old computer? <laughs> yeah, 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 Spectrum, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was the next thing I was going to go to. You read my mind. Yeah, because they were crap. They were cheap and they crashed a lot, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, let's, guys, let's do another round of the things we enjoyed. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. A little bit of a naughty one. Listen, tune into Sanity FM. <laughs> Saying they were sirens. Of course, it's as plain as a Bulgarian pinup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that down as well. Bulgarians, do they? It sounds funny. It sounds funny. Um, whether it should be correct or not. Um. <laughs> I think you can. Well, I don't think it would be the, considered to be the same these days because obviously communism had just ended. The Eastern Bloc countries were sort of dissipating and not being communist at this time it was not a country that people knew a great deal about i've been to bulgaria and people are not ugly is that a fact i i in in my heart i didn't assume they were i was drunk for the entire time though so you know you know beer goggles Mm, mm. um dan another line you want to share Genuinely, there were so many, but I'm going to pick one. The point was made that this wasn't a Rimmer-heavy episode, but one of my favourite lines was Rimmer, um, when he says, uh, that's quite a good plan, Crichton. Excellent in all but one small detail. I think you know what it is. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Coward watch. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I love that. Well, you've got another chance there, Matt. You've got another one. I, when Crichton was being squished, and he went, I'm almost annoyed. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> and Matty. Um Cap. What do you call one of those giant meteorites that are all covered in flames? A giant flaming meteorite? <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't not say that and 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 you can't say that and then not say well Lister's uh, Lister saying to the cat, You're so gullible and the cat going, Thanks happy. There's definitely there's definitely still more. Hey, uh, there was a, a good back reference. Did did anyone spot the reference to early dwarf? Which one? It was uh, the weather girl from Channel 27. Channel 27, yes. <laughs> Groovy, funky Channel 27. Cool, uh, you got to mention her pointy stick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see what she's doing with a pointy stick. <laughs> yeah, I've, I wrote that down, but I, I can't... Yeah, well, you, They didn't show it, though, did they? You know? I don't think they could show it, no. Not before <laughs> the watershed. Okay, uh, sorry. The, the pe- okay, moving on. The yeah, penny has as, just as dropped. It dropped. Oh, yeah, good, sorry, good, yeah, good. It just dropped, yes. <laughs> Oh, good God. Right, yeah, I mean, there, there's still other lines, which um, we'll just have to leave, I think, now. Uh, unless there's anything else anyone wants to say about this episode before we move on. Hopefully it's got your taste buds tingling, Matty, for the r- Series 6. Yes, but you said, is there anything else I want to say? Yes, there is. Some, a note that I wrote yeah. down that bothered me. Um, usually, usually, you're the one who says, no, no, no I no, think no, you no, said no. everything about the episode. I've got something. No, no, there's nothing else to say. <clears throat> Kachansky. We'll be out. They'll never take us alive. I've been keeping back three bullets. One for me, one each for the two kids. When she says, you're pregnant with your boys, and she says, oh, I took in and took a sperm sample, and that's your, that's your children now. Wasn't it in series two, she was pregnant again for another reason, and also had two boys? No, no, he was pregnant and had the two boys. Because, oh yeah, that was the other point. When Pete Trance's sister said, how long has it been since you've made love to a woman of three million years? No, no, it's not at all, is it? Because no. he made love to his female counterpart and got pregnant with the twins. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was just a note that I wrote down. 
yes so no so but but yes if it was real that means he would have had twins and she would have had twins and they both would have called them bexley and jim or whatever they're called yeah <laughs> I, I just think it was a really strong open to the series and i think what they have done and and i completely understand uh what both matt and matty have said in terms of you know don't make any assumptions about what's going to be happening next week but they have set up if they want to haven't yeah. they um not just uh, an adventure of the week which we'll expect but there is an arc to this series which other shows uh, obviously do and for me the the general we're trying to get back to earth when we're three million years away yes that's kind of an objective except that they don't really talk about it very often no. so for me here we've got okay this is they've got an overarching mission so whatever else they do they need to be catching up to red dwarf now if they let's, can let's call it, it a, a loose arc shall we i, re- I reckon it's going to take a good four spoilers episodes myself um but um but yeah we shall see but no really strong start gag laden we haven't covered them all you must watch it yeah absolutely absolutely but can of i just course, say we've, we've not talked too much about holly uh, yes you can just say i was just saying we're not talking too much about holly not being there which i suppose is testament to the fact that mm-hmm. well listeners will know how we felt about that so we don't need to go over it again um but yeah i would not miss would be interesting i would be interesting to know what happened i i liked her i liked her a lot and i liked i like the character of holly anyway um i'd like to know what happened did she have enough did she kind of think i'm so underused and uh, yeah but whether yeah. it was her decision or whether it was just the writer's decision yeah maybe but can i just address one thing the absolute horror can you just imagine being last down to your last two uh, two thousand poppadoms? Oh. <laughs> a shock, a horror. I can't believe we haven't mentioned cat being a seed spreader, and maybe on that's the note we should end the episode on. <laughs> yeah, I did write it down. I, I couldn't quite think of a way of bringing it up in polite conversation. So, um, <laughs> well, I just did. no polite neither polite neither conversation. Could, you don't need I. to bring it up in polite conversation. Just our conversation, Dan. Anyway, uh, it's been good to get going. Now, we've had a recording break for a week, so it's been nice to get back with you chaps today to embark on our next series. And I'm really looking forward to... uh, Yeah, I'm quite excited about this series, actually. It it just... I mean, I always am. It's Red Dwarf, but it just feels um, a slightly new purpose to it, in a way. With that, then, we'd better say uh, cheerio. So it's cheerio from me, Matthew. Uh, Bye from me, Matt. It's a cheerio from me, Matty. And it's a see you next time from Dan. Bye. Bye. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that always? In British English. This is normally said as humus, humus in American English, however, it is normally pronounced as hummus, hummus. Is that a fact?